Hey, it's Heritage, and you're welcome to Music Monday here at the Poetry of Dust. I believe that music is a portal to the soul. I also believe that words have the power to speak life or death, even without an accompanying melody. I'll be your tour guide as we journey through the land of symphonies and lyrics, uncovering themes that will not only breathe life into you, but set you ablaze. Fasten your seatbelts and let's go. I do not understand what I do. For what I want to do, I do not do. But what I hate, I do. And if I do what I do not want to do, I agree that the law is good. As it is, it is no longer I myself who do it, but it is sin living in me. For I know that good itself does not dwell in me, that is, in my sinful nature. For I have the desire to do what is good, but I cannot carry it out. For I do not do the good I want to do, but the evil I do not want to do. This I keep on doing. Now, if I do what I do not want to do, it is no longer I who do it, but it is sin living in me that does it. Romans 7 verses 15 to 18. A lot of us can relate to this. Wanting to do what is right, but finding the willpower and strength to do it is so difficult. It is mind over body, but your body just seems to keep winning. You're in chains while your flesh leads you further down the rabbit hole. These verses in Romans 7 serve to inform us, or rather, Remind us that we are not alone. Everyone is tempted, and sometimes that temptation leads us to sin. You struggle with lying, and this morning you woke up with a determination in your heart that you wouldn't lie again. But then your mother asks you something that you know will get you in trouble if you tell the truth, and so you choose to lie to spare yourself any heartache or punishment. Or maybe you've resolved that you won't have sex again until marriage. You're going to save yourself for your husband. But then that really attractive and smooth-talking ex returns. And before you know it, the lights are off and your clothes are in a heap on the floor. The cycle repeats itself. I used to be addicted to a certain style of music. It wasn't really harmful, or at least I didn't think it was. Which was why I continued to listen to it. It was such a fun industry. The content was limitless and the artists were wholesome and beyond talented. As a lover of art, anything that displays man's creativity excites me so much. Which was the reason why watching and listening to them brought me pleasure. And soon, I was doing deep dives through YouTube several hours a day, giving up sleep as I constantly searched for more content to stimulate my mind and give me that rush that I didn't even realize I was searching for. It started slowly. I would skip Bible study today in favor of watching a quick video, and then rush through it the next morning so I could get back to my faves. Before I knew it, I couldn't really hear the voice of the Holy Spirit anymore. His presence was getting quieter, while the voice of my flesh was growing louder and stronger. It became such a tyrant over me, it dictated the time I spent on it as opposed to the time I could have spent doing other productive things. I realized now belatedly, because I had left one door open, the devil was able to get in and open other doors for other vices. 
I started overeating again, started feeling lost and purposeless. And because I was feeling that way, I kept going back to that thing that made me feel better, even though I knew that what was doing me the most harm was that thing. The flesh and the Holy Spirit are in constant battle, and I was letting my flesh win. This isn't to say that I didn't know the right thing. I tried. I would wake up one day and decide that I wouldn't watch any of their music videos anymore. I wouldn't listen to their music either. For the first two days, it would work. You know how we do that diet now. Cut out all the junk and the carbs and stick to restrictive eating. But one thing people don't know is that if they don't heal their relationship with food and understand the dynamics at play in their bodies, one day they are going to crack. And when they do, to be a cycle of binging and feeling like crap. That's exactly what happened to me. I couldn't seem to stay away from them no matter how hard I tried. I was restricting and staying away and failing miserably. It left me feeling broken and beyond redemption. I mean, I had been able to stay away from this thing before. Why was it so hard now? And then it clicked. Not immediately, but nevertheless. I was failing because I was trying to do it by my own strength. I was thinking, if I starve this tree within my flesh, maybe it will finally leave me alone. I won't water it or pull out any weeds. I'll just leave it alone so it can die. But I underestimated how strong my flesh had gotten. It would continue to cry out with its pleas for me to feed it. It would say, after a few days of abstinence, come back now, please, give me more, give me more, and I will be back in the pit. Do you want to know the key to overcoming your flesh, to being better? 1 Corinthians 16 verse 11 says, Seek the Lord and his strength. Seek his face continually, longing to be in his presence. I'm sure you're like, what does that have to do with me shaking this addiction? What does it have to do with me no longer being a slave to my own body? Let me explain. The way to flee the desires of the flesh is to direct your affections elsewhere. You are not just fleeing the desires aimlessly. You are running into God's arms. Turn your attention to God by seeking him continually and abiding in his presence. You don't overcome your flesh just by ignoring it. I'm sure you can agree with me that you've tried constantly and failed. Its voice will keep calling as long as you're alive. However, you can ignore it by turning your attention to a voice that is even louder. A voice that when it speaks, your heart burns. The Spirit of God. If you feed your spirit with the Word of God and with prayer, then your spirit will grow stronger and the Holy Spirit will keep you from stumbling. It sounds too easy for it to work, but I promise you that that's the principle that brings success. Feed your spirit, your flesh will die. As simple as that. Check out Galatians chapter 5 verse 16 to 18 with me. So I say, walk by the spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the flesh desires what is contrary to the spirit and the spirit what is contrary to the flesh. They are in conflict with each other so that you are not to do whatever you want. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. The Holy Spirit and your flesh are like children on a seesaw. It is only the bigger or apparently stronger child 
that holds sway over that seesaw. The smaller one is left flailing in the air, unable to do anything but hang there, powerless. It is the one you feed that has power. You cannot starve both. One part of you must yield as long as there is breath in your body. But you have the power to choose which one takes priority, which one takes precedence. It is a mystery, but it is a mystery that works. That was the only way I was able to break out of that cycle for the second and thankfully the last time. Amen. <laughs> I'm grateful for my friend Petra, who God used to speak to me and knock sense back into my brain. I had wasted more than seven months fighting my demons on my own, going round and round and seeing no change. I was leaving doors open for the enemy to attack my psyche, afflicting me with urges I had long since overcome when I first became a Christian. Don't you see? One addiction will always give way to more. I promise you, I say this because I have lived it. And so, I devoted my time to praying every day for 30 days. I would pray in the spirit for at least 20 minutes at night. And slowly, I began to build up stamina. I moved from trying to stop thinking about those videos or that kind of music to thinking intentionally about God. I won't lie to you and say that I always felt like praying. I would be a hypocrite. But on the day that your strength fails, only the structure that you have put up will remain. Quote by Pastor Nelson Ihagwam. I, I, I take no credit for that whatsoever. <laughs> so when I was weak, the Holy Spirit came and picked me up and he would pray through me. Before I knew it, strength would return. It took me a while, but I realized that I was no longer actively thinking about the pleasure I got from that kind of content. I no longer itched for updates from my favorite artist anytime I picked up my phone. My mind was consumed with God, his presence, his redeeming love, and the fact that he was speaking to me every day. As long as my heart was inclined toward him, I can stand here today and say that I haven't missed the day of prayer or fellowship since. He started with doing it for 30 days, but I can say that I never stopped. Thinking about my progress now brings tears to my eyes. Hallelujah, glory to God. I was now living at Romans 13 verse 14 and clothing myself with the Lord Jesus Christ to the point that I was no longer thinking about how to gratify my flesh. As the dawn of a new day, I chose to walk up to the all-consuming fire and be bathed in his glory. And naturally, whatever was not supposed to be within me was burnt to ash. I was being refined and healed, and I was loving it. The Spirit of God is still at work within me. The pleasure that I was getting from my flesh is nothing compared to the wonderful power and satisfaction that I get from being in God's presence. God gives pleasure, beloved. Don't let the devil lie to you that feeding your spirit will be a boring and undesirable experience. The flesh made me feel worthless and powerless, but being in him, being with him, makes me feel like I can do anything. It made me regret all the time I had wasted and also made me thankful for the only God who can love a person back to life. Like it says in Romans 8 verse 13, I was dying when I lived according to my flesh's impulses. But now that I live by the power of the Holy Ghost, I am habitually and constantly putting to death the sinful needs of my flesh and I will live forever. Now this is an ongoing process. It's not something that you lose guard over. 
you can't get to a point where you feel like you've overcome sin for all time and so you neglect the one who has called you out of darkness. Nope. Matthew 26 verse 41 is the instruction. The Amplified Version says, Keep actively watching and praying that you may not come into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the body is weak. As long as we have this mortal body, as long as our hearts beat within our chests and we reside on this side of eternity, we have to constantly fight. We have to constantly die to self so that our spirits will flourish. It is only when you walk by the spirit that you can live out your purpose. Only you can set your affections. Jesus has conquered sin, yes. And because he lives within you, so can you. However, you cannot access that victory without the power of the Holy Spirit. It is impossible with the limitations of the human mind and strength, which, if we're being honest, is actually our weakness. I'm going to wrap up with this Bible verse. Romans chapter 6, verses 19b and verse 22. Just as you used to offer yourself as slaves to impurity and to ever-increasing wickedness, so now offer yourselves as slaves to righteousness, leading to holiness. But now that you have been set free from sin and have become slaves of God, the benefits you reap lead to holiness and the result is eternal life. Every day you get to make a choice. Will you be a slave to wickedness or righteousness that leads to holiness? Do you prefer death or life? Will you pick the spirit or the flesh? Which one will you choose to feed when the sun rises? Do you want to be better? I already know my answer. Do you? Thank you so much for listening. And don't forget to check out our carefully curated playlist so that the seeds that have been sown will grow and blossom all week long. Please follow us on Twitter at Poetry of Just Pod and Instagram at Poetry of Just Podcast. Don't forget to leave a review or three. It will be such an amazing way for you to show your support. Thank you and see you next week.